Today, we're talking about bringing customers back after Black Friday. Extremely timely, extremely relevant. And I don't have not one, but two experts today to tell you guys all about how to do this. I've got a bunch of questions I'm going to ask them. They've got a bunch of answers. These two are brilliant. How are you guys doing? Welcome to the show. Super excited to have you guys here. <laughs> doing great. Thank you, Chase. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. So we've got Tina and Lisa. Um, this is going both on you know, video and audio for those listening. This is Tina, Lisa. They're smiling. They look very happy. This is great. And we're going to dive in. Before we dive in, though, do you guys want to quickly share what you're working on? Yeah, for sure. So um, quick intro. My name's Lisa. I'm the director of email marketing at FuelMade. And FuelMade is an agency that specializes in Shopify design and development, as well as email marketing on Klaviyo. So I head up the email marketing side of the agency uh, where we offer a turnkey solution to our brands. Awesome. Yeah. And so I'm Tina and I lead marketing over at FuelMade. Um, and honestly, like our mission is just about helping e-commerce companies grow. So Chase, when you reached out, it was perfect because one thing Lisa and I have been doing a lot this year has been connecting with people in the e-commerce industry to share tips like exactly what we're going to talk about today. Amazing. Short and sweet. Let's do this. Let's get into <laughs> the tactics. So before we do, well, why don't you guys set the stage on like, what's the inspiration behind us talking about post Black Friday summer, right? Money. Like, what's the importance of this, and, and why are we talking about this today? Yeah, so um, I've actually been working on Black Friday strategies and holiday strategies for our brand since I think about uh, June, um, and maybe next year I'll start in February. Uh, but so I've really been like in this for a while, and in parallel, just for fun, I was reading Dr. Robert Cialdini's book called "The Influence," uh, no, "Influence: The Psychology of Persuasion." And he has this really fun anecdote where he talks about how toy stores have a uh, diabolic scheme to get people to buy as much in Q1 as they do in Q4. And so that just had me and the team thinking, because I brought it to them, um, how can we do the same for our brand? So the, the anecdote in his book is uh, the toy stores will advertise some toys in Q4, but then run out of them so that the parents have to buy something else. And then they start advertising again in Q1 and the parents have to you know, live up to their promise to their kids and buy the, the actual toy. So obviously we're not recommending anything like that, but it was good to just start thinking, okay, well, there's a lot that we can actually do that's ethical. Uh, so what, what can we start putting together for, for our brands? So, I love that. That's super mm -hmm. interesting. Should, should everyone listening get that book? Is it is it it's awesome. I loved it. <laughs> for, for a marketer, it's really, really valuable. So I recommend it. Awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, Tina, anything to add? Or I have kind of a next question, if not. Yeah, no, go for it. I think Lisa, Lisa covered that one. <laughs> cool. So, you know, I, when this goes out, right, it, we're still going to be pre-Black uh, Friday, Saturday, Monday, but not a lot of people are really talking about post-Black Friday, Saturday, Monday, which obviously is kind of the main topic here today. So once people get through Black Friday and Summer Monday, you know, in a couple of weeks for most people that are listening or watching this, what is like the first thing that they should be doing before communicating with their customers again? Tina, do you want to dive in or should I? Yeah, I mean, well, one thing, um, you know, obviously I learned this from working so closely with Lisa is you're going to have so many pop-ups and flows turned on for Black Friday. So number one is obviously turn those things off because Black Friday and Cyber Monday is now over. So you don't want to have all these mixed messages going on. So come through your website, come through your email and just make sure all those things are now turned off so that you can prepare for the next things to come, which is going to be nurturing those relationships with those new customers you just got over Black Friday. 
Yeah. And I think that's actually something, Chase, you talk about, like what you should do during Black Friday to make sure that your, your flows are faster and your pop-up messages are actually relevant to the sales that you temporarily have on your website. I think that's so important. Uh, but yeah, as Tina said, like you have to make sure you turn those off. Uh, <laughs> and something else that you should absolutely do before you start asking for another sale from your new customers is make sure that you make those customers feel valued. So this is obviously something that's valuable for the entire year, but especially this big batch of, of leads that just came in and might have bought because you had a discount. Maybe they don't know that much about your brand yet. So now's the time to educate them to create that long-term relationship by uh, sharing about your values, your mission, um, what else you have to offer, education. You know, someone just bought, I don't know, a hair product. They might not know how to use it well um help them use it well so that they actually love it and come back a few weeks later when you have that other messaging about holiday shopping yes yeah and i i do like the idea of you know educate before you try to make a sale again and i think that that is so key and one thing that i personally like seeing is like that personal message from the founder and i think right after black friday that's super important because you're getting so many promotions from so many brands that I think having that message from a founder right after you make a purchase can be a, li- a little bit more personalized than what other brands are maybe doing. And I think that's a really good way to educate about the brand for someone new. Um, and then the other thing I always love seeing brands do and love receiving as a customer myself is actually asking for feedback about my purchase. So that just kind of tells me that you know the brand is interested in my opinion on something before they're going to say, Hey, we've got another 20% off sale. Come buy from us again. It's like, no, no, no. Like you just purchased from us. We really care about your opinion and let's talk about your experience with us first. And I think that those things are kind of key right after Black Friday. Yeah, those are those are great answers. And I you guys kind of alluded and probably answered most of my next question, but it was, you know, after the hype of BFCM, how can you re-engage customers and build excitement around your brand? Is there anything that you guys want to add there? I think you guys have answered at least a decent portion of that with kind of your previous answer. I think this comes in in different um, steps. So first you build that trust by sharing, just sharing free education, free information, being thankful and helpful. Uh, But then you can build actual hype for people to come back to your store by maybe putting together some fun gift guides. Um, You can, there are so many different angles uh, that you can think of. Some angles would be how to buy for other people. Some angles are how to make your own holiday season better with our products uh, one one gift guide we put together recently is just um, what pillow or gift to buy depending on your zodiac sign uh, for a specific brand we have. And so for Pisces, we needed a very cuddly, comfortable pillow to go cry in or something like that. Uh, and so you can just make it very engaging um, with different angles. That's one way uh, to re-engage. Yeah. Yeah. The bundles for sure. The thank you emails. Absolutely. Um, but also, you know, just making sure you're giving like a good, um, experience with educating about, you know, shipping deadlines or gift cards that you offer as well. Like all those things are still going to be beneficial for customers because, um, some people are doing their shopping during black Friday, but some people have not thought about it yet. So (laughs) making sure customers are just aware about how those things work with your brand, how shipping works with your brand, um, where they can even follow you on social media, all that kind of stuff so that you can just keep bridging that relationship, relationship, keep building trust and even drive it over to other channels at the same time. Yeah, those are, those are awesome. So we've spent most of this time so far talking about the exciting things, right? 
the hype, the sales, the seven, the other, right? A lot of sales going to come through during Black Friday, Seven Monday. That being said, not to be you know too somber, but there's also going to probably be heightened returns, right? So what are some of the best practices in your guys' mind to stay profitable and keep customers um, you know, in, engaged? So how do you basically use like email to either you know minimize returns or how do you deal with returns? Do you have flows? Do you have campaigns? How do you guys think about basically returns? Just because that's going to obviously be something you know, that we have to think about that most people don't talk about. Yeah, I think even before after Black Friday, like educating about how your returns work um, is important for like building up to Black Friday, like doing that now. And in your Black Friday campaigns, you should be educating customers like, hey, we do accept returns. We accept them for this long or whatever, um, just so people are aware of that. But then after Black Friday, I think carrying that over. And one one tip that I personally like is trying to push for exchanges over returns. Um, that can help you be still a little bit more profitable than unfortunately maybe seeing all of these incorrect sizes or incorrect colors just all coming back at once. Um, those are things that could easily be fixed with an exchange ex- instead. So try pushing for those exchanges by making sure customers are aware how that works too um, can can help at least keep the sale afloat. Yeah, and there are a bunch of different ways you can do that. So uh, first of all, maybe you can make it free to ship back exchanges, but a little bit of a cost to ship back, back returns. Um, you could also, um, if you see that someone's looking at your exchange and returns page, maybe trigger a flow for them with information on how to exchange and then some best sellers so that they can, uh, get excited about something else on your store. Uh, what else you could do? You could, uh, you could give a discount even to someone if they exchange, they get a, a little discount on the, on the new product they get. So lots of things you can do there, keeping in mind that someone who exchanges is actually decide, actively deciding to continue the relationship with you versus someone who returns, who is just straight up ending it. Um, and so it, it, much higher value to get an exchange. So it's worth the time. Definitely. Yeah, those are, those are great answers. Um, so what are some ways that brands can increase their AOV? So average order value after Black Friday using email, right? So tons of sales, people are going to probably be a little bit fatigued with discounts. Um, it's obviously important for founders to you know drive more profitable conversions afterwards. So, what are some of the ways in which brands can increase AOV at a more profitable amount uh, directly after kind of BFCM? <laughs> Sorry, Lisa. Um, one one way I would definitely say is you know we kind of mentioned it earlier, but bundling your products. Um, so, you know, right after Black Friday, maybe people just purchased one item, but if you, if they purchased maybe like a, a cleanser for oily skin, well, that's a really good opportunity to then show them a full bundle of, well, here's a toner for oil, for oily skin as well. Here's a moisturizer for oily skin. So putting bundles together like that, and then promoting them as such, and in a personalized way, like I said, for example, if someone purchased something for oily skin, it's, it's safe to assume that they will need other products for oily skin as well. So bundling products can be a good way because then they're not just driving um, or purchasing one item. They're purchasing maybe a set of three or four items. So, um, and I think emails are really great way to show those bundles off uh, after Black Friday. Yeah. You can, you can use emails to um, segment and use uh, show off the right bundles. You can also do it directly on your store with pop-ups potentially. Like we, we use just to know where we're able to, if someone adds something to the, the cart and you know that, item is part of a bundle, just show them a pop-up with the bundle and say, hey, you're going to save so much. If you buy both now, you know you're going to want it later. Uh, so there are strategies 
like that as well. Awesome. And I know, I don't remember which one of you it was, but I know you guys had recently highlighted and kind of talked about the importance of like gift cards after Black Friday. Um, can you guys share a little bit more about like why this is important and kind of what's the purpose of uh, gift cards? Yeah, yeah, I can I can start. Um, okay. So, you know, like I said, there's going to be people that use the Black Friday, Cyber Monday season to do some of their Christmas shopping, but there's going to be people who don't. Um, and then you're going to realize it's December 22nd and you have no gifts for your brother's girlfriend or your niece or whoever. Um, and you're going to panic a little bit. So this is where gift cards are beautiful because, um, some people aren't aware that your brand may offer them. So highlighting your gift cards after black Friday is a great way to say like, Hey, we have this, it's a solution. If you're a bit of a last minute shopper, no worries. Um, and one of my favorite ways that it was done was with Braxley bands, because I think a lot of, there's a bit of a stigma around gift cards where people are like, Oh, they're so impersonal. Like don't, don't buy a gift card as a gift for someone. But Braxley bands was like, to people who think gift cards are impersonal, we impersonal, we say, and then it was like a bunch of like facial emojis, like question mark. Um, I love that because I don't think gift cards are not a good gift. They're perfect for someone who maybe doesn't know your sizing or your style. So highlight them in for that way, because um, maybe you're a little bit late for your Christmas shopping, or you just don't know exactly what to get someone. Those are my two favorite cases for it. Yeah. And as the brand, you can also help the customer feel like a better gifter. Maybe you send them a, a pretty design of your store with some items that you sell and you make it very easy for them to give away that gift card and make it seem like more of an experience uh, just with a little graphic that you attach to the gift card. I think that's such an easy thing to do and, and helps out. And then also as a brand, we have some brands right now dealing with um, uh, inventory issues because, you know, <laughs> so many of them are. Um, so gift cards could also be a solution to that. Maybe you discount gift cards, letting your customers know very transparently that you're going to probably run out of a lot of items, but they're going to come back, I don't know, in February. So buy the discounted gift card now and get your beautiful leather bag in February once they're back in. And that's a good way to, to deal with an issue like that that's coming up. Amazing. And we're going to do maybe rapid fire two more questions. You guys have been fantastic. Um, one big concern, right? This is very top of mind for myself, probably you two and everyone else, um, is delays with shipping and fulfillment, right? It's, it's a real issue. It's something that's unfortunately going to be uh, a detriment to a lot of customers and brands. Um, how are you helping your customers work with this? Any tips you guys have or can give on kind of ways to mitigate maybe the shipping and fulfillment to some degree? One first thought that comes to mind is just having great back-end stock systems. Uh, make sure that's in place and uh, and you're ready to uh, share that with your customers who are interested. Um, Tina? Yeah, I think like this is just a key example of why it's so important to communicate clear with clearly with customers. Um, my favorite quote from Ezra Firestone was, if you think you're emailing too much, I promise you're not. Um, <laughs> I don't think there's any such thing as over emailing when it comes to communication. So, um, you know, just let customers know like, Hey, this is the deadline that you have. If you want to get something, um, under the Christmas tree in time. Um, and then if it's after that deadline, then just being clear in your emails, following up that like, you know, Hey, this might not make it in time for this, but here are some things you can do instead until it arrives, just giving customers all that information up front so that 
A, it saves your support team from some possibly very angry messages, but then it just gives your customers um, a better feeling of, hey, you know, they're being honest with me. I appreciate and I respect that. Awesome. And then the final question to kind of wrap this up, do you guys have one campaign out of all the ones we've talked about, or maybe ones that we didn't talk about, or even one tip that you guys want to leave people with? And I'll let each of you guys kind of share one campaign or, and or one tip. There's a tip that actually Nick Sharma mentioned, has been mentioning, and he applies to his email that I love. It's getting people to answer your first email communications with them. So just asking a easy question, like what's your favorite food? Like, uh, what's your favorite color? Something maybe that's more relevant to your brand, but uh, you get people to answer the email and it tells their inbox that yes, they want to be communicating with you. I think that's golden. I, I love that. Tip. <laughs> um, I would say my favorite that I've been writing a lot about too lately has been the importance of collecting customer first data. Obviously we've seen brands struggling with the third-party cookies and iOS changes and their Facebook ads. It's been a big deal. It's everywhere. So uh, one thing that Lisa and I have been focusing on a lot lately is communicating the importance of collecting um, zero-party and first-party data, so customer-first data altogether, um, and then just you know using things like quizzes, email preference centers, asking additional questions in your pop-ups now and even after Black Friday because that information is going to be beneficial long-term, and then actually using that to properly segment and personalize the campaigns that you're sending to people. Like we're talking about nurturing relationship relationships here after Black Friday. There's a perfect way to do it. Actually show customers that you know who they are and that you can personalize their preferences and recommendations based on that. Wow. You guys were fantastic. This was a masterclass. Thank you guys so much for being here. <laughs> what's the best way for people to find your agency? And then what's the best way for people to find each of you online? Yeah. Um, so we are feelmade.com, super simple. Um, and then obviously we are pretty active on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Um, and same thing, you can just find us with at feelmade with most of those. Awesome. And personal handles or just want to follow feelmade? Um, yeah, personal handles. I, I share a lot of stuff for feelmade too on my personal Twitter. Um, I'm just uh, at Tina underscore Donati there. Um, and if you have any questions for feelmade uh, based on this conversation, feel free to email me. We'd love to help and answer you and share even content that might help you. So I'm Tina at feelmade.com. Awesome. And then Lisa, any personal handles for you? Um, I'm more on LinkedIn for uh, yeah, personal communication would be LinkedIn, I would say. Cool. Thank you both so much. This was wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you so Chase. much. This was really fun. Of course.